Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. We'll be uh, looking over last night's victory, 3-0 against Motherwell. Before proceeding on to, uh, of course, you all know, the main event, which will be uh, us versus them on Monday. And uh, you all know who they are. So uh, joining me for this chat will be uh, our foreign correspondent, Mr. David Tomlinson. How are you, David? Yeah, great, thanks. Enjoyed Christmas. Ate too much, drunk too much, probably. But um, get past it. And uh, great to, to have football back again. No World Cup anymore, and watching the Rangers. Been a bit, as, as Mr. Uh, Beal said, a bit frustrating at times, but uh, no, at least we're, we're getting to see real football. 12 out of 12, mustn't grumble. <clears throat> anyway, over to our, our Southside correspondent from, from Rugland, soon to be somewhere else. It's uh, a resident Santa. Colin, how are we doing? I'm very well, Davey. Um, this is a nice wee hour out of the madness that is this week with the Flatten. Um, who picked the week between Christmas and New Year to move? Um, Muggins here did. But no, um, very well. Thank you. I hope both you gentlemen and all the listeners had a very lovely Christmas and are gearing up for a fine New Year. And hopefully Rangers add to the festivities on the beginning of 2023. Yeah, well, let's hope so. <clears throat> anyway, David, on to the, the main event. We've got... a. Uh... Motherwell last night, we've made a few changes and we've uh, seen uh, one Alex Lowry make a start, which was uh, a bit of a surprise for me anyway when we uh, saw the team an hour before kickoff. So, But there were a, a couple other changes. Uh, we went with a kind of 4-2-3-1, you know, we learned some in Jack. So of, of the team that started, Dave, what was your take on that? Was, that, was Lowry a wee surprise for you? Yeah, well, that was a surprise. It was the first time he's been picked, so it was a surprise. And uh, he started off not really that great, to be honest with you. A lot of misplaced passes in the beginning. and uh, But he seemed to get into the game. And uh, no, he did one quite good shot at goal. That he, he tried to bend the ball around, uh, around the, the William uh, Kelly. And can I just say one thing? To get it out the air before anything, let's not talk about Liam Kelly being a Rangers goalkeeper because if he's a Rangers goalkeeper, I don't know what a goalkeeper is. So we'll get that one out the out the air first. Um, no, but Lowry, uh, no, he, he, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. He, he came on to a game, but he's just he's just young. It's his first game, 
I think there was a prob probably a, a time that he was trying too hard uh, to impress and uh, trying trying a wee bit too difficult balls instead of in his first game taking it sort of a easy. I think he was trying too hard to to play difficult balls, and uh, I think that's what, what sort of a made him not look not brilliant at, at first. But as I say again to the game, I don't didn't have any uh, any the bad things that, that I thought. No, he should never play again. Definitely not. I've seen somebody saying he should go out and loan because he's not ready, but I, I, I think he's, he's perfect for uh, coming into the team. And my own personal view was I thought he had some nice touches. You know, he, he didn't. There was nothing spectacular, but there was a. Uh, I thought he was some nice touches. I think clearly the boy has got it. So, Colin, yourself. I mean, I, I was actually in the court one year. I was going to come up and say hello to you last night, but uh, I, I never quite got round to it. But the the start that we made, I mean, I think Motherwell got, had had a caught their first corner in about fifteen seconds, and they had a wee flurry. So before we uh, actually get into it, what was your your take on on our start? I mean, the team first of all, but how how we started last night? Because uh, we weren't coming out the traps. I think the team, um, as David said, Alec Lowry was the only real surprise there. I, I did expect him to go in with, for the most part, who he'll plan to start against Celtic on Monday um, uh, so I wasn't surprised to see Bonabaris that's coming in with Lowry coming in this is the benefit we're going to have with having players coming back in and that kind of backbone in the squad because I know there's been a lot of fans crying out for the likes of uh, Devine McCann Lowry um, even Robbie Ewell and Lovelace to get more involved with the squad but it's unfair to put these guys in when they've we're already playing the French players and the squad players. So, for example, if you're playing John Lundstrom and James Sands at centre-half, it's unfair to put Alec Lowry to pick up their slack in the midfield. So, that's it's good to see Michael Beale putting him in there. Um, and it makes sense that he's done that. He didn't have the greatest of games yesterday. He looked um, quite promising um, in, in spells. But I think what was really good, he, he didn't try and force it. Which is good. How often do you see a young player no coming in, coming in and no having the best, um, the biggest of impact, and they try too hard and they just run himself into the ground and make silly mistakes. He kept on trying the basic stuff and what he was there to do. He didn't forget what his role was. So no, I I would really like to see Lowry more involved, um, and he definitely should be one of the eighteen. But only the first half and the first ten fifteen minutes it was heart in the mouth kind of stuff. Um, Motherwell. This is what teams should be doing, the Rangers. And now, if we're, if we're taking a blow to any specs off, well, we're trying to get used to Michael Beale's style of play. We're trying to find a bit of consistency. Teams should be putting uh, Rangers under a bit of pressure. It's didn't us to deal with it. Um, so, thankfully, we did. But um, there was a, a couple of heart and mouth moments. Yeah, with the first one being, you know, a kind of slack pass by Lundstrom and the, and the ball breaks through, eh, and it ends up a race between. You know, one of their forwards, Alan McGregor, and and I think McGregor just did enough to put the boy off, take him off his stride, and and Ben Davis just popped it out for a corner. But uh, we were almost, uh, gosh, suffering from a number of slack passes. You know, in midfield last night, and you know, Lowry was responsible for a couple of them, but but he was by no means alone. There were there were quite a few. So so David, you know, back to yourself, we had. Uh, we eventually got the first goal in 13 minutes, which you would have to say. I mean, we'd we'd saved up a, a whole load. We went through a whole load of draws before we can get to a right quality moment. 
because the ball that Borno put in was just absolutely uh, exotic. I mean, I don't think he could have put that better on Alfredo's head had he had he carried it into the, the penalty box. It was uh, some. It was a it was a lovely move, you know, for uh, Borna. But I think Borna had a a good game all round, you know, which was because uh, he you obviously a couple of assists. But I thought he looked uh, like he'd we. He obviously looked like he'd benefited from you know maybe a wee break and and some training uh, over in Qatar because uh, Borna. Certainly, I'm hoping it's it's going to be an omen for Monday because Borna looked apart. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think he looked a lot fitter than than any of the any all the players look a lot fitter. But Borna has obviously been doing intense training in Qatar, and he definitely looked a lot fitter and a lot meaner and, and, and slimmer than that he did before. I mean, I, I don't think MD's Bill's not one to say it. Uh, I, I just don't think the players were fit under Gio. I don't, I don't know why. I don't, I don't understand it. And if you look um, at yesterday, uh, Tamara done a pullback and a brilliant uh, pass under under doing it falling to the ground. Uh, Kent done a brilliant pullback and putting the ball through to Matondo. They would never have tried that under Gio. And I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why. Um, that I mean, you would think a, a Dutch international would be, be, be trying to get players to do things like that. But I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, mean, I can't understand why Gio sort of uh, put these people under shackles. But anyway, to get back to to Barisic, um, no, uh, Lowry got the ball. I think Kent actually got it in midfield. Put a nice pass to Lowry. Lowry put it further down the. Down the wing, and yeah, there was the only thing in his mind was to cross it. I think he wasn't didn't even try to run forward with it. He just put it into a nice position to to cross it. And as you say, I mean, he couldn't he couldn't have placed it any better. And Morelos was when the only thing I would say is that I think if I was a goalkeeper, I would have came for it. And I think the keeper could have at least tipped it away because it was quite near the keeper. Um, and as they say, everything everything in the six-yard box, the keeper should uh, should come for it. And he didn't. But, and Morelos put his head where, uh, where, where a lot of people wouldn't have put their head. He obviously couldn't see the ball coming for the player in front of him either. So, excellent header. No, there was no stopping it. Once uh, Kelly never came off his line, there was no stopping that. I, I think it would need to be Superman to have stopped that. But no, yeah. perfect, perfect ball, absolutely perfect ball. As you say, you couldn't, you couldn't have placed it better. Brilliant. But yeah. he did have a, he did have a great game. Uh, Barisic the whole game, the second one as well. The the cross from the corner. Thank God Tavernier didn't take a couple of that. That was one thing that irritates me. That Tavernier comes across every moment corner uh, to to take every corner that that annoys me. It was I wouldn't even mind if it was that great at doing it, but uh, I mean that's the first goal we scored from a corner. But yeah, this was the ages anyway. I can't remember the last one. Golden scored that's, one not a while ago. Yeah, it was only it was only a couple of games ago. It was against Hibs, you know. We had, we scored from a corner, so it it seems to be uh, getting a wee bit more. Uh, a recurring theme for us because our track record was uh, prior to you know that's two and four games we've scored from a corner, which is something yeah. of a, a landmark I would have to say. But Colin, no, the, the Rangers defence. I mean, I Connor Goldson. I know there are there's a kind of marmite element to Connor Goldson. I think Big Connor is uh, just looks 
so well, he's looked so much more comfortable. You know, he's a big presence. He's very vocal. I mean, you heard Malik Tillman in the press conference after the game just speaking about uh, Connor Goldson and how verbal he is. You know, and he's very loud. So I just think that presence has been so missed with, with Goldson. And I think the influence he has just in the players round about him, you know, in defence, but also further up the park. I think uh, Connor for me is, is as, he, as he is really, a, a first pick. I think his influence on that team is just so positive. He's so rounded as a defender as well, Davey. So it's not even... Uh... Um, the, the non-tangible stuff like how he how he commands the back line and how he speaks players through the game, but just how he defends. He's he's a very rounded defender. Um, he's he's solid. He's good in the air. He he times his tackle well. He's he's got a good positional sense and he's good at coming out with the ball. And I know that we your retention of the ball was terrible um, yesterday and. That's something we really need to get a grip of very quickly. But what I may be clutching stores for the positives here, you could see what we were trying to do. I think at least we can see the style. And that starts with playing out with the back. And I think Connor Golson, um, it, it was much quicker than moving the ball than what we've seen our centre half move the ball under Geo as well. And that's, that's the kind of stuff. It doesn't always have to be the Hollywood pass, which he used to try and do to Ken all the time. It's just one touch, bang, and then a midfielder out wide to Barisic and Tav. And we did see him try and do that a bit more, but first first and foremost, he's a defend and he is just a calming presence. I do really think him and Davies, barring injury, if they get a good run of games together, that's going to be the centre-half pairing that we've been lacking since Philip Hollander got injured. Yeah, one of the wee telltales for me last night was, and it was just a small thing, was that when when Borna collects the ball on, on the left-hand side, his first option is no longer to just cut back and roll it back to your central defender, you know, when we, which was the start of the horseshoe thing. It, there were more options available in front of him. There was more movement. You know, he's got Kent on the move. He's got Tillman. He had Alex Lowry. You know, there was always options for, for Borna to make a forward pass. I wouldn't say he did it every time, but the, certainly far more, it was. It just seemed to be that he's obviously been given the instruction that we're moving the ball forward because it was more, t- the majority of times Borna's option was just to play it straight back. Play it straight, it would, the number of times he, he, he would do that. But last night he wasn't doing it. Well, certainly not as often. And I just took that as just as just a subtle change of, of the influence that Beal is having on our side. When it's there's more movement up front, there are options available. Get the ball forward, and there was a wee instance in the first half where I think we've moved the ball almost box to box in three passes. I think it came to not, but it's just again another wee indication of of the change of emphasis that that Michael Beal has brought to the team. You know, I, I don't think we were spectacular last night, but we can, we can certainly see where this is headed. See, Sorry, just Paul. on that the movement, Davy, um, Lowry and Kent. It didn't have massive impacts on the game, but I'm seeing some comments in the comment section about Ken has to up his game. See the free reign that Lowry, Kent and Tillman were allowed. Seen time and time again, Kent running deep, Tillman going forward and then vice versa. Lowry doing the same. That we are talking about, different options. We need our players to be dragging players out of position so we can play it quickly from the back. And that was a big thing that we were really lacking under Gio, the horseshoe. The, the horseshoe will work in theory if there's movement, but we just went left to right with 
with a static midfield and a static attack. Um, I think Ryan Kent does deserve a bit of credit for just how much ground he covered and how often he just dragged players away. Motherwell didn't know how to mark him. They didn't know if it should have been a defender or a midfield marking him yesterday. And we've even seen that for the build-up to the first goal where he's in... Or, He's one of the farthest, deepest players. He's he's almost standing on John Lundstrom's uh, toes, getting the ball, and plays it out wide. Yeah. <clears throat> so, David, the, we had Lundstrom and Jack kind of as our holding midfielders, and I thought, by and large, they, they did a decent job. But there was occasionally, you know, the, the passes were just weren't getting the... They were choosing the wrong option. They were striking it too hard. I think if we'd have been a lot crisper with the passing... I think we'd have cut through them. Saying that, that uh, one thing I, I noticed about Motherwell is that they certainly put a lot of energy into the game. You know, they they were doing, they were pressing us. They were a lot of energy. Were what they were expending, you know, closing closing us down, closing us down. Those boys in Motherwell, you know, a lot of the young boys were just working their ass off, trying to shut us down, and, and occasionally we lost it. But I thought, on the whole, Lundstrom and, and Jack, you know, we did a did a good job in terms of holding the ball, winning it back, because we were doing that turnover thing again. We were, we were, we were winning the ball and immediately straight back at them. I thought uh, our, our midfield two were played quite well. I mean, Lundstrom got his, his usual booking, you know, for losing the ball and then hauling the guy down. But other than that, what was your take on, on our midfield's performance? Um, I don't understand why Lundstrom was playing. I'm going to have my Lundstrom minute again. Um, Every fucking week. <laughs> we don't. We don't need a third centre half. Colin, uh, Colin, sorry, you've you've put me off now. Um, Connor Golson, he can pass a ball seventy yards, no problem. We don't need Lundstrom going back, playing in the middle of the centre halves and trying to hit seventy yard balls. That I, I think he tried four yesterday, and not one of them was was good. He also. When Lowry put the ball back to him, uh, he, he was standing with his hands in his pocket and passed the ball back to, to prepare to try to, to pass the ball back to uh, Davies. And it was far too short. The guy's shields just nicked over him. And I must admit, I was I was shouting out to McGregor, what the hell are you doing? Except it was other words. <laughs> and uh, I, I was absolutely shocked when I saw McGregor coming flashing out. But, I mean, that, that could have just been easier to go. Because I don't think, uh, if, if that guy had uh, dared to do it, then uh, went into McGregor, uh, then uh, I, I think it would it would have been through for at least a shot and goal. But, uh, and we had, a, there was the exact same in the second half that the guy crapped out it again to go into McGregor. So, thankfully, Shields is, 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 is a, a, a crapper. Um, otherwise, we would have more dangerous uh, moments. I didn't think Jack had a good game, but I don't think Jack and Lundstrom really that I think they're, they're, they're both the sort of a same type of player I think probably against Celtic he will play Jack and Lundstrom together in Kamara I think there'll be three of them um, but I, I, I just don't I just don't get the Lundstrom role I don't I think we, we could do with a, a better putting a player uh, further in the midfield and controlling the ball further forward we wish we go far, far too deep when Lundstrom's there, as I say, he's playing a virtual third centre half, and we don't need him. We don't need him there when we're playing teams like Motherwell. I mean, maybe against Celtic it'll be different. Although I think if you want to beat Celtic, you've got to press them in the front foot. 
and get them in their half and, and not uh not not let, let them bring bring it on and, and play in our half. So I I would go. So I I wouldn't have wouldn't in the team at all. So no, that's just my my Jack isn't great. But I think it's possibly injury. It's still he's getting over his injury, and also possibly that he doesn't really know what to do when when Jack's playing there. I think what Jack would rather play this up a mid and mid role and not stuck out a bit out in the wing. And no, that's uh, that's a bit. I, I I just think the whole midfield needs a total overhaul. And I think uh, Lowry. I've seen enough in Lowry. But in the future, that he'll be a big star for Rangers, I think. And I, I would also, what uh, Beal said over Kamara, that he would like to build the team around him. I don't think that would be too bad an idea, because if Kamara's really informed, then he's a great player as well. Would, would he have been your replacement for John Lundstrom, David? Glenn Kamara? Would you have played Kamara instead of Lundstrom? Yeah, definitely. Kamara's better going forward. I, I don't get I don't get what, what and I don't get that the Rangers supporters are, are so fanatical about him. I don't get what he does. I mean, as you say, he's always got a pull and a, a booking, but for pulling players down. No, one one game he gets wrongly sent off, but I mean, he was sent off, so we lost a player. I I just don't get it. I just I just don't get what his role is, and I mean, it's just strutting about. Uh, like his hands in his pocket and then trying to hit 70-yard passes. I, I, I don't get that. David, can I come to join the best on Earth's defence, please? I absolutely totally agree. We didn't need him standing mm-hmm. in the middle of the centre-halves last night um, at home in Motherwell when we got a hold of the game. We, we didn't need, regardless if it was Lundstrom, Kamara, Davis, Jack, Arfield, it, we didn't need that that third midfielder sitting so deep the way the game was going. Um, well, I think the frustration is with Lundstrom is when he does play like that and it's almost, it's probably the role rather than the player. Um, I think I, I think Lundstrom is, is our best midfielder and I know there's arguments for Ryan Jack when he's fit but I think if we utilise Lundstrom right in the right two or in the right three, then he's invaluable. Um, where I would have liked to have seen him yesterday is probably what Ryan Jack was doing. And there was no reason that both of them couldn't have been playing a bit more further forward and try to play through the lines as opposed to Jack going and interlinking with Kent, Tillman and Lundstrom sitting deep. One can sit, one can go and they can alternate. Um and I, I think Lundstrom's going to be the guy that you're going to build the team around. Kamara has all the talent in the world, but we I've said um, in the last two years for this podcast, Kamara's a, such a talented player, but he's he can't be relied upon to be the main man in midfield, and I think John Lundstrom can. Um, I think me and Craig have said it quite often uh, this season when Rangers have played well and the fleeting moments that they've played well is when John Lundstrom's had a decent game and it's almost that we need somebody taking over in midfield and I think you get consistency Well, I think you get some physical strength with uh, John Lundstrom and I think John Lundstrom's not scored as many goals this season as uh, Alfredo Morelos has so and he, he does provide us a, a goal threat from uh, outside the box, which is something which very few other other players do. So I, I think Lundstrom does provide, you know, just a bit of physical strength in there. Where it, sometimes, you know, in midfield, 
certainly to me, they strike me just as a, as a soft touch. But Colin, coming back to yourself, the, we get to about 35 minutes, we've got the corner, corner pops it in. What was your take on that goal? Because I think from where I watched it, I, I didn't actually realise the ball was in until the crowd reacted behind the goal because from I, my view wouldn't have been too different from yours. I thought it had gone over the bar. I and it's one of the surmashes when you sit in the Copen rear and there's just all the bodies in front of the ball. You do look for what's happening in the Brumwind stand to gauge your reaction. And sometimes you make an asset. Some of them will celebrate when it goes in. You celebrate with them only for it to be slightly wide. But thankfully that wasn't the case, Davey. Um I think... It was a terrific ball in with uh, Barisic and, again, Golson, um, we spoke about him earlier, but it's good to see him starting to starting to find a bit of a confidence, a bit of swagger back as well. What I really like about the, the set pieces over the last four games is they're different every time. That We aren't constantly um, playing the short corner, aren't constantly playing the, the corner of the back post. It's a variety and we're, we're trying different things and not every corner is going to come off. Um, it's a very small percentage of corners that you'll actually scroll for in world football. But we're, we're making teams think. Teams don't just need to stand still to defend a corner against us now, which is brilliant. Um, we've got, So that was a, a lovely floated ball way, way by the situation. We also see time and time again the, the front post ball for Malik Tillman to flick on. So it's true that we're working on that. Um, Liam Kelly has to do better. I agree with Davey earlier that I think Rangers fans have a wee bit of a soft spot for him when we talk about him as an other keeper. No too much of a soft spot that we all want him back, but we all say, oh, he's a decent keeper for the SPFL level, but no somebody I would want to see at Rangers, but he has to do better um, at that. Um, but no, good goal. And again, Barisic getting that second assist. This is the bomb of Barisic we need. He's either got the heart of a lion or heart of a mouse and... He's Johnny, he's Johnny Donny's mad creation, Dado Puschel headband, uh, on Monday morning, um, and he'll be fired up. I don't think Callum McGregor will be chasing him um, about doing that left wing. Yeah, the battle fever on. We need that. We need a uh, battle in Borna certainly on Monday. I'm hoping that, that that'll be the one that shows up because uh, it's going to be a big test for us. But we'll, we'll be coming on to that, David. And the, your analysis of the first half overall, I thought. 2-0 sort of flattered Rangers because Motherwell, you know, had a couple of efforts. We had a couple of efforts and, and we almost scored one of the goals of the season with the ball through to Tillman who heals it back to Alfredo who then strikes it in and goal and, and Liam Kelly did make a good save. You know, so I think at three, if we'd have gone in 3-0, I think we might have seen the subs at half time. But we certainly weren't dominating the game as much as I thought. But 2-0, just a wee bit uh, kind to us at half time. What? What did you think? Well, they obviously had that chance that uh, once some was too short with the ball, then then McGregor had come flying out his goals. They had uh, that, and uh, if you remember, uh, O'Donnell put a ball across that sort of a was about a yard away from McGregor, and I don't know what happened, but it, McGregor didn't even try for it. He just he just let it go, and that was a sort of a heart stop moment as well. I don't know. I don't know what McGregor was thinking about, but it just looked like a ball that he should have had. It was a wet day, I believe, in Glasgow, so it was maybe maybe it came too fast off the the surface. But, um, no, there was a few. There was a good few chances that that, that we thought Motherwell uh, were, were still in the game, but we just weren't getting forward enough. We, we weren't. Our passing was bad. 
Uh, we, we weren't linking with each other, and it was just uh, yeah, the goals were really a couple of a couple of moments, weren't they? They weren't that we were sort of a on in full control of the game, and no, that's a good. You know, would have uh, would have uh, brilliant. Some, there was just some brilliant touches. Uh, the 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 way Morales, the back heel, the, 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 the he, he tried to beat the keeper. He beat, he beat well, he actually beat the keeper, but sort of, but he was kicked off the goal line. Absolutely brilliant. And no, I had over the the Camara uh, uh, pullback, and then they passed it for, and then Matondo got a a, a chance at goal. And in fact, Matondo had two chances at goal in the second half uh, that, he, that he unfortunately never took. But, um, no, we we could have uh, we could have went in it to each at halftime. And to be honest with you, at halftime I was thinking two 0 Oh, I remember, I remember a two 0 uh, from last year that, that ended up two each. So I was sort of a mm. <laughs> sort of a thinking, oh, that's I hope that doesn't happen again. That was mentioned at halftime last night. You're going to show you just as a wee reminder of, you know, that of these things can happen because I don't think we were, we never steamrolled Motherwell by any means. They had chances, but we also had another couple of really good chances. You know, the one that Morellis struck and, and Kelly saved it and the one that uh, Lowry tried to kind of ping inside the post, which, which I thought was a decent attempt at goal. Because overall, you know, we did have a few strikes on goal last night. I mean, we had more in the second half when it, it looked a wee bit more composure. But Colin, coming into the second half, you know, uh, as I said, we were conscious that, you know, we'd, we'd been 2-0 up against Motherwell last season and we managed to uh, blow it. But when we uh, got out and, and we scored the, the, the third goal, that was pretty much it settled. Definitely. Um, the Rangers are getting a lot, a lot of criticism, rightly so, for um, their, their composure on the ball. Um, Curry, um, in the comments, actually made a, a really good point about, like, did they look a bit rushed at times? And, and I think there still is that almost panic. Um, there's, there's, a different, there's a difference between playing quickly and rushing it, kind of what I was talking about Ali Lowry early on. And I think that's going to be, take a long time to get used to for the players in the new style, but um, so so I kind of diverted there. Rangers would take a lot of criticism for the way they use the ball, but if we're taking emotion out of it, I don't think we were in any ever in any danger um, in that second half. Um, even before the third goal, Motherwell maybe gave us a few few scares, but I don't think they were ever ever going to have enough quality to really pull it back like we've seen last season but that third goal just cemented it and what a lovely third goal it was um, mm. Malik Tillman I'm glad he got that goal um, he, he was my man in the match incidentally and it's it's one of those one of those things um, I know this is very much if you're if you're Annie was your uncle but if um, Alfredo Morelos and Gabby Matondo were a bit more composed in front of the goal. We're talking about three or four assists for Malik Tillman last night. He, time after time, the balls he was playing through. And again, this is what we're going to get the best out of players like Kent and Tillman in this new system where they're not stuck out to the wings. They can flow in and out, left to right, deep to, to further forward. And you can start to see that relationship he's building up with Morelos. Um, so he, he took his role really well. I actually thought he took an extra touch too many, but he knew he was doing um, timing it perfectly through the players' legs and Kelly had no chance. I thought he took that goal beautifully, actually, because it was the wee shuffle of exchange of his feet actually had the goalkeeper guessing because 
I think nine times players out of ten would have just let it roll onto their right foot and then just had the strike at goal, you know, which kind of narrows down the options for the keeper. But he put it on right, left, then back to his right before striking it. And it, it and it was the you know that wee shuffle which you kind of wrong footed the defender, and he put it through his legs. So I, I mean, Tillman, you're right. I mean, he's a quality act. He's just got that. He's just got the the wee Hollywood moment in him. You know, when he gets the ball and he's got that pass. He's, you said you know he was threading them through. And another day, you know, we could have had three or four assists. I thought we could have scored another couple. It, I wouldn't have been a huge surprise to me if we had scored five or six last night. Saying that, you know, Motherwell could have had a couple, but certainly in the second half, you know, I like to the couple of chances, decent chances that we had in the first half. Although not playing brilliantly and not dominating the game, we were creating nine good chances. We had we had ten shots on target, we had nine shots on target overall. Motherwell only had one shot on target the whole night. So I mean, that kind of that. I know that you can, these statistics will make you can have them say anything, but that kind of lets you know that we did perhaps, you know, we 66% possession. We did dominate that game just a wee bit more than we're comfortable. I know there was a lot of slack passes, which I think kind of took the shine off the performances. You know, sometimes we just seem dead sloppy. But I think overall, you know, when I've, when I've gone back and watched the highlights, because my, my view was kind of different last night after the game, but after having you know watched the highlights and 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 read it, some of the the commentaries on the game, I think maybe we uh, we were just a, a wee bit better. I think Michael Beale, you know, at the presser was uh, a, he's, he was given the impression certainly from uh, from the news reports that he wasn't that impressed with Rangers last night. But I think maybe he's just been a wee bit t- harsh. Maybe, uh, which is not not no bad thing because we, you know we're going into Monday and, is, and that's his job to be off Savvy and see if we are being honest. Last night, a better team will punish us. It wasn't good enough last night, but at the same time, to you hear um, the kind of Twitter and follow follow rampages that we were lucky at. We, we were comfortable last night. Yeah. I we can do so much better, but there was never any danger we won the winning last night. And then after the first row went in. Yeah, Dave, we go, come on to 66 minutes and it was uh, all changed. You know, the revolving door at the side of the pitch was uh, <clears throat> put into overdrive. So we made four subs. I mean, are you a fan of this, you know, the four sub thing? Because I just have, I still have nightmares about Pedro Cachina and, and, and this sort of, you know, all change. <clears throat> we were commenting in the stand, you know, last night, they get, you get two games for the price of one. Because we had uh, we had seven subs in in the in the in the space of you know two minutes because we had four from us and three from Motherwell and so well we can have two games if you want just as long as you don't reset the score because obviously we're three 0 up at this point we don't want to be having two games so what was your take on all all the subs and and, and what difference did it make? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, well, I think it's five subs you're allowed. So uh, you can put in five, five people. Um, and even if, if it's a cup game and it's extra time, you can even put on an extra, an extra man in extra time. You can have an extra sub. But, um, well, I mean, it all came from the, the corona tide, didn't it? That, that we could, I think you could even put nine subs on at one time. Is that, am I remembering that right? But, um, I, well, I mean, I think it's better that it certainly gives you a chance to play young players, to, to, to bleed them in slowly, give them, just give them a half an hour. Or a, I think it's a thing that will be, um, I mean, you can't change games with it. Uh, I think it was there was one game was it Hibs that changed the game when we brought on uh, Arfield it to- totally changed the game and no, I, I think if you use them right then uh, then then can't change, it can't be a game changer and I, I think it's it's going to be what you actually want is if you take a player off if the player coming on is just as good I don't think we've got that at the moment but uh, I mean that's the way if, if you're looking at teams like Man City and all all these big teams. I mean, you, when when you're when you're playing football, you, you even looking at football, you think, oh, that's him. That's the best players going off. So, what's coming on? Oh, no, be any better. But I mean, when you when you've got one player for Manchester United, Man City going off, and you see who's coming on, then uh, <laughs> and it was the same with Liverpool against us, wasn't it? The 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 guy that scored the three goals at the at the end up, he came on as a sub, scored scored three goals right away. Um, no. I, Dave, I mean, particularly, I'm thinking here, John Lundstrom get yanked for uh, James Sands. Did Sands do any better than John Lundstrom? I didn't think Sands was that bad when he came on. I thought, I thought he was, was, was OK. We, we, we played far further forward, and that, that's and Lundstrom in that role, that, that really upsets me because I think we should be a good 10, 10 yards further up the park and putting teams under what mother will under pressure. And that's just what we're not getting because we're just missing a centre, a missing a central midfielder. Because you've got Tillman run, actually playing as a forward at times. You've got Kent playing as a forward at times. So it's actually the way we were playing yesterday was a sort of a 4 2 2 2 uh, 1 role. And uh, yeah, that's just, I, I, think we, I think we need a. We need a box-to-box midfielder and not not one that's just going to sit um, in between the centre halves. That, that's that's one one thing. But um, no, I think I, I, I'm, I'm nothing against. The, the only thing I've got, we, we, I mean, we brought on all these subs, but they still only get three minutes uh, extra time. So if you if you're playing with three subs, you get three minutes. If you play with five subs, you still only get three minutes. That's sort of a I don't get that one. I think you it's not finding well when you're watching the host, Davey, but I was choking to get him and get the game earned, done we? Uh, so I was delighted at three minutes. Yeah, but, well, it was only three minutes later. We did complete the fifth sub, you know, when uh, Matondo came on for Morelis, who's who's gone off, you know, with a wee injury. So hopefully Alfredo's been saved from uh, something more serious. But in terms of, I didn't think it, it kind of changed the dynamic of the game because we were retaining possession. And, and you're right, I think James Sands did well. You know, there was pinging it about. It was, and Adam Devine coming on for Tavernier. 
Uh, so I, th- I think we put some energy back into it. We were pinging it about nicely. We had created some more chances and we probably should have scored another couple of goals at, at the tail end of that game. But a, a, a wee comfort for me, sorry, David, just before I come back to you, a wee comfort for me was that we saw that game out comfortably. There was no hysterics, no dramatics. We were in control of the ball. And, uh, you know, we just, we I think we were pu- pulling away from Motherwell towards the end of that game rather than it being a, there was no histrionics or no madness at the end, which sometimes happens, certainly happened with the 2H game last season. Sorry, Dave, you were going to say? Yeah, I was just going, well, the, the two Matondo chances, uh, they, I mean, they should have been goals. And then Sakawa also had a beautiful through ball. Somebody put a beautiful through ball to him as well. And he sort of a, didn't control it right away. He took a touch when he probably shouldn't have taken a touch. He just hit it. So that that was at least three chances that uh, that, that should have should have been the back of the net, um, but no, I, I, as, as Colin says, we weren't we weren't in any danger at any time of losing that game, and uh, the, the the fact that the goals were coming, it was just yeah, they just sort of a um, the brilliant play, but it wasn't it wasn't really a, a sort of a. Um, a, a straight line of great play. It was a sort of a up and down, up and down, up and down, and that's that's what that's what we need to change. We need to have a straight line, a good play, a good, uh, good pressing, and we've not got that yet. So I think that, and I think that's what Bill's talking about. That uh, it's frustrating that they're not, yeah, yeah, that we're sort of a playing well for minutes and and playing bad for others. Just give it. Yeah, the, the, the fact that we were giving the ball away so much and that we're getting turned over so often, that, that was that really needs to uh, needs to change. If we play that way, and I really fear for Monday. Colin, one last word on last night. I mean, I'm I'm going to ask you, Ryan Kent. You can see that his he's now been set free, unchained from the touchline. I think he's pretty much got license to go wherever he wants. Just get the ball, do what you do, Ryan. What do you think of, of Ryan Kent's contribution last night? Because uh, I think he's a far more effective player when he when he's through the middle and, and you pretty much give him free reign than have him stuck out wide. But how do you think he played last night and uh, how important coming on to uh, another game, <laughs> how important will he be for Monday? Because Ryan Kent for me is, you know, a couple of seasons ago, Kent was, was in was playing the role that Michael Beale is now asking him to play, but it was in the form where he he terrorised them. They were they, they were absolutely petrified of Ryan Kent. Is that the Ryan Kent we hope to see on Monday? And and, and is is the form looking indicating that that's that's possible on Monday? He looks like he's enjoying his football a bit more, doesn't he? And Ryan Kent has been a big game player. Um, even even last season, he, he didn't have a, the greatest of seasons, but he did step up in the in the big occasions uh, for the most part. And I, I think I've I've been a big defender of Ryan Ken. Um, the last eighteen months, people will rightly so point at his goals and assist contribution, and he does have to get get more goals for a player that has ability in his role. But what he doesn't get the credit for is the build up play and. The, the kind of thankless task. So for for yesterday, he came in and and got the ball in deep and played the ball out to Barisic. Barisic gets the assist for that. 
more often than not, Ryan Kent has some role to play in the build-up to their goals, but just because he wasn't the, the player to put it in the net or the last player to pass the ball, he doesn't quite get the recognition. So that, that I'm not saying that's a buy for no no scoring enough or no directly training enough, but I do think we need to remember that. And off the ball, he, he doesn't stop. So I, I'll go back to the point I made earlier, that his constant running. And not just um, when we are when we're looking uh, to get the ball back, when we have the ball, he's always moving into positions and that helps free up the likes of Badisic down the left wing. Badisic played as if he had the shackles off because he didn't have a winger in front of him. Badisic should play the overlap. Malik Tillman could go forward. Ryan Jack was playing a bit further forward. Um, it's, I I think Ryan Kent's movement and that freedom, it just, it's a really important part to how our team's going to play going forward. And for Monday... Um, I I hope we allow him the the same freedom, and I hope he I hope he plays the occasion. I, I think you don't always want everybody playing the occasion, but I think Ryan Kent does buy into that, and he he, he does get the fire in his belly at times. And we all see, well, we all remember that time when it was um, the the holds of Cope Bridge were um, trying to get the politicians involved because Ryan Friend threatened to shoot somebody apparently with <laughs> celebration. That's the Ryan Kent we want to see. Absolute disdain for them. Yeah. I, I, but I, that, that for me was just a wee indication of how uh, scared they were of Ryan Kent. And and I'm the changes that I can see Beale making and the with the with this you know the differences in the way that we're playing and way we're trying to play. You know it's not always coming off. But if it, if it does if it does come off, I think we'll be in a good place. You know there may be a, a requirement and a change in personnel but you can see Ryan Kent, this, that system is far more suited to the way Ryan Kent plays and, and the abilities that he has. And, and playing that way, I just think it would be, uh, I'm crossing my fingers, praying to all, all things holy that uh, Ryan Kent on Monday has a party because uh, I can see we're getting back to the Ryan Kent that, that we saw 18 months ago, two years ago. It's, uh, it's beginning. To, I'm getting quite excited about it. David, coming on to Monday, you know, obviously uh, we're up against you-know-who. Uh, big game, Monday lunchtime, <clears throat> kick-off. The, from the team who uh, kicked off yesterday, what changes would you expect to see uh, within the personnel? And would you would you see any changes in terms of the emphasis of, of the way Rangers approach this game? Is there, is there something that we should be looking at that we, we didn't do last night? No, well, I, I think McGregor will keep his place. The back four will be the same. I would think that Lowry will drop out and I think Kamara will come in. I think we'll play with um, Lundstrom, Jack and Kamara in the midfield. And then I think I think it'll be the same. Uh, hopefully, please, Alfie, be fit. Because uh, if Alfie's not fit, it looks like we'll have Sakal up, uh, up front. And... I've seen somebody said it, and I think I said it in the last uh, podcast as well. Sakala, he, he doesn't seem to understand offside rules because uh, I, I've seen him run alongside in front of people before. Before uh, he had to shout for the ball, and he, 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 I mean, you're looking along the line, you know, you're offside, and he, he doesn't seem to understand that. So, uh, but um, no, God help if if if, if, if uh, Alfie doesn't make it. Ho- hopefully, I don't know how far Cholak is just to come back in. I'm not sure whether he's uh, mm. in contention for the. Well, no, Michael Beal, Michael Beal in, in uh, the press conference today has actually indicated that uh, both Kemar Roof and. Uh, Big handsome Tony 
will be available for Monday. So I, I don't know whether that would be to start, but he's certainly they, they will be in the squad for, for the game on Monday. Both came out. I'd be shocked if both of them are on the bench. Um, <laughs> David Hill made a really good point in the comments that Bill's mentioned these guys every um, in every press conference. I'd be so surprised if they were on the bench for Monday, just as that other that other option should we need it. Yeah, I, I would. I would think uh, Tony might be a uh, <laughs> Tony, big, big, handsome Tony might be uh, in the starting lineup. I, I wouldn't put rule that out because if if there's any question mark over Morelos's uh, fitness, then uh, we put him in. We just we don't take chances. There's we, we don't. There's too much at stake here. So if Tony's fit, then he gets in there. And if it's if, if Alfredo Morelos and Tony and Cholak might play together, you know so. If, if these boys are available in the squad, he does have options. It would be, a, and I think my own personal view is that this is a must-win must win game on Monday. You know, there's no getting away from it because I think even a draw, we're just kicking the can down the road. We, we need to go there, put a wee dent in it, put some question marks, put them under just a slight bit of pressure. Let's see our reaction. But if it, if it doesn't go our way on Monday, I think we can... We all we all know what the conclusion is. So, Colin, coming to yourself, and what what can I? Who would you hope to see on Monday? What would should our lineup be? Where should be a? We should be playing our ace cards here. I'm sorry for giggling away there and catching you off guard, but it's no every every day you get a comment threatening that somebody's got to shake your kettle. It's probably one of the nicer ones I've had when somebody disagrees with me in this podcast. So, thank you for as always for the comments coming in thick and fast but no it's actually what a way to round off a year David T I think this is the first time you and I have ever agreed on a lineup. Um I would go with the exact same exact same as what David David Tomlinson said. Um I think we do need to uh, play with, with the news that Seam Davis joy about for the rest of the season and that's such a sad way for him to go um, a genuine Hall of Famer. But that leaves a gap for um, that kind of composure that we're talking about that we need in the middle of the park. So I think it will be Lundstrom, Jack and Kamara to try and just support the, the full-backs a bit more because we're going to need them to have a good game for the width. If we, if the midfield three can do that and try and dictate the game, then Kent and Tillman allowing that space alongside hopefully Morelos to just have a bit of free reign and a bit of, a bit of freedom just to go and cause havoc. Um, there's a lot of comments coming in about we we need, we need to go for Celtic, we need to put them under pressure and I do agree with that that the, we, we're, we're not going to score against them by putting 10 men behind the ball and Rangers Famously, can't do that. So I think we do need to test the Celtic defence and 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 put them under pressure. It's our home game. The onus is on us to take the game to them. But at the same time, it can't be gung ho. We need that kind of rock in the midfield and defence because let's be honest, they're very good going forward. They've got a very good run of form and they are a threat. So they can hit us in the counter. David, coming back to you, just to the game last night and which impacts Monday, James Tavernier or Adam Devine, who do we go with on Monday? I know, and I think Michael Beale made the comment last time that you know maybe Tav should be looking over his shoulder because I think last night James Tavernier in the first half, and you know the, the boys that I was sitting with in, in the Copeland, you know, were saying what is wrong with James Tavernier. 
You know, he was falling over. The passes were, he wasn't making the runs. There was, it just looked like there's something wrong. Is and and you're thinking, you know, and when he walked towards Connor Goldson and gave him the the armband when when Tab went off, you know, in 66 minutes, it was a, you know, he made a long walk from the touchline back to Connor in the in the, on the in the centre circle to put the armband on him, and they obviously had a wee exchange. And, and it just crossed my mind, maybe call, call me a harsh or whatever. And I'm thinking, you know what? That may not be a bad idea because I, I just think that Connor Goldson is a skipper, is, is, is the real deal, you know, in terms of being vocal. And, uh, and, and when Adam Devine came on, you know, we had a wee bit more in terms of energy down there. I think maybe Tavernier's just off form and, and he just needs a wee lot. He's clearly been, had some sort of injury issue. Would, would you, Take the, the decision, and would, would you think Michael Beale should take the decision to give Tav a rest and put uh, Devine in it in there on Monday? Well, as well, it's a difficult one um, because uh, you're up against Shota every every fit, so it's not the not the easiest job. Uh, one thing is you'll need to be fully fit. To, if if Tavernier's not fit at all, then then he should be replaced. It's as simple as that. And I think Devine showed enough in the, the few games that he played. Uh, that that they can do a job at left. They done it left back, but and right backs is that more natural position. Um, Bill was talking about um, Barisic uh, adds a lot more because he can he can cross a ball, and that's true. But given that Devine's on his wrong foot, uh, and and I know people say that they're two footed, but it, most people, I think ninety nine percent of the people leave are, are one got a stronger foot. And I, I would imagine Devine can cross the ball a lot better than uh, with his left, right foot than he can with his left. So I think it would be more natural for him over there. But I, I definitely, if, if Tavernier is injured at all, then he shouldn't. He shouldn't be in the team. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been in the team either because we've got. I mean, when when we we brought through Patterson, Patterson let the way seen that that, we, that he can do it and. Uh, and uh, it was no, it was actually no problem when Tavernier mm-hmm. dropped out that, that Patterson just moved in, and I think the probably the same could happen with Devine. It, it eventually, becomes a time where where one takes over, and and I think Tavernier's in such bad form just now. I mean, even against Ross County, I think there was a few dodgy moments uh, at the back post. I can remember one um, that, that I thought, "Oh, Tav, what are you doing?" And I think that's a. Uh, uh, I, 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 no, I, I, it's, a, it's a big decision, a really big decision, and I think it's Beals. It's probably a decision that if, it's for, if, if it works, then he'll be a hero, and if it doesn't work, everyone will be shouting, "What the hell are you putting in a young player at that?" It's actually a no-win uh, thing for him. So, but I, I, I won't, I won't be worried if, if he does put in uh, Divine, but. Yeah, you have. I mean, he's up against a, a, a really good player, shot. And I, I know Rangers players will say, Rangers supporters will say, oh, he's nothing in a bit. He's a good player. He's, he's proved that. And you, if you give him a chance to hit a ball around the, the, the 20, 25 yard mark, then, then just watch out because it can zoom into the net. So that that's one thing. We don't let them shoot. Okay? We've got to, we've got to not give them a chance to shoot from, from that, that distance at all because they, that's one thing that Celtic can do. Uh, even the, the Chinese boy in midfield, I can't remember his name. No, I'm hopeless at British names, never, never mind 
Chinese names. Oh, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, he can they can hit, hit, hit them as well. So we need to watch that. We need to sort of stop them from shooting, from getting into good shooting areas. That's one thing that's, uh, and that's how I would rather rather suppress press them up front than 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 have them hanging about our own our sixteen uh, yard box. Certainly don't want that. That would be a that would sort of that would be a thing that would uh, that would give us different coloured underpants at the end of the game. <laughs> Colin, the, the, I know this it almost sounds like treason, but do you think that uh, Beal should be, you know, and and he said he will be, he's going to be ruthless. Would you uh, trade Adam Devine for James Tavernier on current form? Uh, no. Um, at why? And I know, like just judging by the comments, uh, I, I think I think Tav has been an easy target there. The last couple of years, and again, I, I know I'm sounding a bit of a cheerleader the night for the like second Tavernier, John Limstone, who is the best on earth, remember. Um, but I, I, I agree if there's an inclination of an injury, um, we shouldn't be allowing players to play through that because long term it's just going to it, it's just going to hinder us. So if, if Tavernier is still injured, then we should be playing Adam Devine in front of it. But I think, yes, you. you you want to play your form players on any of these occasions, but you also want to add the context of what each player can bring. Um, I think Tavernier's tested. In this occasion, he's a captain for a reason because at Tavernier's best, he leads by example and he is a game-changer from the right-back position. Absolutely, we've not seen that from him anywhere, anywhere near enough for a long, long time. But that is what he's capable of. And I think... That, that, Essentially, defeats here, but Tavernier's not been any worse than the other players that we're discussing so far this season. So to fling a nineteen-year-old in um, in his first old firm game when Rangers are under pressure is still we're still trying to play ourselves into form. I don't think that's the right thing to do. Um, I think Tavernier could handle the pressure better, maybe handle a poor game better. I, I don't know if it's too much too soon for Adam Devine. This, having said that, he has done really well in the left-back position. I don't think he's going to be too far away from Nathan Patterson levels before we sold him, but it's just this wee bit too early. The reason I brought this up was because it, it, uh, we had the chat last night about um, James Tavernier and his you know, his performance through uh, <clears throat> the first half and then in, in the first part of the second half. And, and it just looked like he was just a half yard short, you know, there's just something a wee bit sluggish there and we're thinking, <clears throat> no doubt that Divine will come on and, and hey presto, you know, when 66 minutes happened. <clears throat> and I would think that uh, I want to win the game on one day rather than that I want to preserve, you know, James Tavernier's ego. So I think Michael Beale, if he's going to be ruthless, then these are, these are the sorts of decisions. I can quite understand why he would say, right, with Alex Lowry in last night, you know, he's had he's a first-team game, you know, and, and he's had some moments. wasn't, you know, earth-shattering by any means, but it's, it's a good first attempt. But Adam Devine's been in there. He's played in the Champions League. So I think he is, uh, in terms of experience, and, you know, I think he would be up to I think he brings more energy. I think we will be up against it, you know, in, in terms of, you know, their wide guys. You know, so for that alone, you know, for a, 
two or three reasons I think I can think of of why I would want to play because Tav on his game, you know, Tav of of last year, you know, would would be uh, you know one of the first names in the team sheet. The Tav I saw last night, certainly not. It's and and the, the Ross County would when when the boy actually the Ross County game when the boy headed the, the ball down which McLaughlin saved, Tav's boot was chest high at that boy, and I was thinking, you know. He's com- completely lost the flight of the ball. You know, t- turns around to, uh, to to play the ball with his foot and, and almost kicked the guy in the chest. You know, I think there was, a, there was a wee penalty, you know, appeared in sign, danger sign appeared in my head at that moment. And and just all those things added together, I would be, uh, I, I'm hoping that Bill would at least consider the, the, the change because we, this is our, the last chance saloon on Monday. It's not the time for sentiment. It's the time for hard logic. Time to be ruthless. Play the best players available, and if that's Adam Devine, I would be quite, I would be quite happy to see him in there. So I'm just leaving it at that. Anyway, I'm going to come round to these guys, and uh, we're, we're almost on the hour mark. So David, start with yourself. Give me your uh, uh, what you expect to see in Monday, and, and what you want to see in Monday, and, and your prediction. Um, well, the one, the one thing I want to say is calling about his 19-year-old is, remember Derek Johnson, cup final, 16-year-old, so that that's... Aye, because I was kicking about when Derek Johnson made his debut, come <laughs> on. We're not all as old as you. No, well, you, you're lucky, uh, or unlucky, because we got to see a great football player, you got to hear crappy jokes, <laughs> that's what he's seen mm. by Derek. Um, no, uh Obviously, I want to see a Rangers stand up, and 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 I, I definitely love them to 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 run the game. Uh, that that would be just fantastic. And and, and it's not so long ago that the players that, that are playing playing were Boston Celtic. So hopefully, it can return. Um, I, I'd love to see that. But uh, obviously, I want Rangers to win. I never, I don't want ever ever want Rangers to lose. Um, and and, and I don't. Yeah, as you say, I draw this is it's must win. So I draw, I draw doesn't help as any anything, and it would put Celtic under a bit of pressure. So hopefully they would do it. I mean, they've they've, they've been losing points. I mean, there's a few games that have been pretty shaky. I'm not the the, the, the I never I certainly never seen any of the game against Hibs the, the other day, but um, it's not. I don't, I don't look their uh, their games up to see see when they're on, but. Um, no, I hope uh, I hope we win. I hope uh, I, I definitely hope Alfie plays, and uh, because he looks like he's he's coming on to a game, and it looks like him and Tillman are are starting to get a good partnership. Uh, and no, I just hope I hope we I hope and pray we win. Hope we pray uh, that, that uh, we get some points back. And as somebody said, I think I think somebody in the, the comments said it would be great if we won it in a far goal <laughs> or a far penalty. That would be. That would be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I would pay for that. I would pay money for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Colin, it's, uh, what do you think? How so, will it turn out? How do you want it to turn out? And what's your prediction? I would love it to turn out a uh, 5-0 scudding and John Lundstrom getting a hat-trick and <laughs> even minutes for Adam Devine and we just, we make the five subs at halftime because the game's done. Um I expect Celtic to come with all the swagger in the world uh, on Monday, and you know, right, really so they're, they're flying high on top of the league and they're, they're the the form team in the country. Um, 
we're, we're definitely going to see that for Celtic and I choose I want Rangers to match I don't want them to be well under pressure we will have to there, there will be a lot of long spells Celtic will have the ball and we do need to just stay concentrated but I don't want to see what we've seen in the last half of Liverpool where we just chucked it I want them to stay professional and if we stay professional and just play our game then Celtic can be got at but it's more it's more the attitude I'm looking for on Monday, um, as opposed to the style of play, because we know that's that's going to take time. But I want I want to see these Rangers players to to be in for the fight, and regardless how that turns out, then we can just build on that. So, are you looking for a, a straw prediction, Davy? Yes, yes, please. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to write uh, them down because I will them holding holding them against you at a later date. Yeah. Um, Pondo's just made a really good point we need to stand up to them and win the individual battles um, I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers Smashing D- David we didn't get your prediction what you, what's your um, what's the score going to be man well I, I, I'll go to I think it's going to be a, a chocolate chocolate Monday and I'll go for a 1-0 win <laughs> and I'll have full I'll full I'll have uh, brown underpants at the end of it <laughs> Just another Monday for you. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's true. The wife's always complaining. I think you make a really good point though, because I think for me, crucial on one on Monday is going to be the the attitude of the Rangers players, because we must not play with any fear. We'll go out there confident, and I'm quite happy that Michael Beale will be sending them out there. You know, with the with the correct words. I mean, his, his words in the dressing room prior to this game. I think we'll, we'll do the trick because he, he knows what's at stake. He needs to make sure that they know what's at stake, what's required of them, and that they uh, don't come. They go out there with no fear. We have got the players who can who can hurt them, and we need these players to deliver on Monday. You know, so we we can do it. This, there's no uh, doubt in my mind that, that we have the players that, that could seriously hurt these guys. But we, I, I don't want them to go gung ho. I don't want it to be a frenzy. I want it to be kind of controlled aggression that we go out there, you know, and and stay well, not so much calm, but we stay in control of ourselves. You know, it's not what mad lunges at them. We don't we don't want this to become you know a, a slogging match in midfield. We want to be be able to be on our toes certainly with energy and go after them because we we will not be able to sit back here. So this will be. We will we'll expect them to 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 return the favour, you know. So it's going to be pretty, I would imagine, pretty hectic. You know, the first twenty min- minutes will be a blur probably, but we must stay in the game. We must go at them. We must create chances, energy, and uh, that's all I will expect, you know. And so let the let the best team win it, and I'll be expecting. I'll go with yours, Colin, a two one. So and it's almost a countdown now. Maybe the last yes, thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do is play what Aberdeen played against them and just let them come on to you and come on to you. That's the last thing. If, if you've if you've not got a danger, we've got to have a danger as well to stop them going forward like that. And that the only way you can do that is be dangerous yourself. If we sit back and nobody, I mean, it was the same with the three 0 at, at Parkhead. We weren't yeah. any danger, and they just poured on and poured on to us. So we've got to be a danger to stop them doing that. And that, that's, that's the way to win. 
in my eyes. Yeah, it's going to be the, the the correct call between you know setting ourselves up defensively, but but setting ourselves up to have a go at, and we're going to have to go to these go at this mob from the outset. No, no doubt about it. You know, it's we're not. We've tried the alternative and it's shit. So we uh, we go for them, go for them, and I'm hoping that that's what we. I'm looking forward to Monday because I'm I'm quietly confident because I, I think there's I don't fear them I hope Rangers don't fear them and they don't have fear in their minds you know when we go out there this is a we need to win this game to get the league title chase such that it exists you know back as a thing so it's a it's all in our own hands we need to do it so on, on that note guys I'm going to uh, wrap it up there so it was uh, nice having the chat with you and, and thanks for your contribution and thanks for the, the people who are viewing for the comments section it's always always a, a, a mixed bag and an interesting read so on that note uh, on to Monday guys get the battle fever on we are the people and of course since you'll know Dana a very happy new year to everybody who's watching on behalf of the Gallant Few and Davy Pollock <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.